This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. At least you better be. Welcome to the Most of the Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. All right, buddies. Boy, am I excited for today's episode because today I get drunk and try to interview Jeff Rosenstock. How's that sound for fun? Uh, actually, I think it was a damn fun time and a pretty good uh, little chat. I shouldn't call it an interview because it's more or less just two dudes hanging out. Um, after hours, after a show, drinking beers, talking about life, the universe, and everything, uh, and, and less of an interview because it's mostly me just you know asking the same th- dry questions that drive me each and every day. Um, but yeah, it's a damn fine chat with Jeff Rosenstock. Um, of course, if you don't know Jeff, Jeff was in bomb the music industry. Um, he's helped produce the Smith Street Band, Dan Andriano's new record. He's in Dan Andriano's uh, new band, of course, Dan Andriano from Michelin Trio. And uh, last week's brand new episode, an interview with Dan. And uh, man, I was really excited to meet this guy. I've always been a big fan of bomb the music industry and had always somehow managed to miss them. Um, but I'll be damned if I was not blown away. I'm kicking myself now for having missed them so many times. Uh, but about this episode, um, this interview almost didn't happen. Uh, Jeff, we were going to do the interview originally outdoors when the when the venue opened, um, but Jeff's band broke down, took it to the shop, and got it looked at, uh, made it in time for doors at Denver. Um, it did again break down a couple days later, but, uh, I don't think they actually ever canceled any shows maybe. And, um, so yeah, we're going to do the show. We're going to do the, uh, the chat at doors. That didn't happen. We're going to do it in between bands. That didn't happen. Uh, there was talk about doing it after the show, but at that point I had, um, ingested many, many birthday drinks. You see, I had turned, uh, 34 on August 3rd. This interview was on August 7th. And those people who didn't come out to my birthday party were, uh, force feeding me alcoholic beverages and shots throughout the night. So let's say I was, I I was a little lubricated, not going to apologize for my uh, state of affairs. Uh, after the show shows over the kicking everybody out. Uh, I go by the merch table to uh, thank the tour manager and um, and uh, Andrew Jackson, Jihad, bass player, Mark. I think he's the bass player. Maybe he's the cello player. Jeez. Oh, I should get this right. Anyway, Mark, he was tour managing, uh, doing merch, all around great guy. Um, please, ch- uh, hopefully one day I'll get him on the show. And uh, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to get out of here. He goes, oh, hey, by the way, Jeff's here. Jeff, Jeff wants to talk to you. Don't Don't go anywhere. Um, I end up talking to Jeff. I'm like, Hey man, we'll do it next time. No worries. No big deal. And Jeff's like, no, let's do it right now, right now. And I'm like, dude, I've had so much to drink. (laughs) I am so drunk. And he's like, cool. Let's go have another beer and go downstairs and, uh, go downstairs and the interview happens. Or again, when I say interview, I mean chat, the chat happens. I don't really consider these interviews as much as chats. Uh, the chat happens, and uh, you know what, buddies? I, I just listened to it. I don't listen to a lot of these, but I remembered very little of this night. Um, I edited a lot of my drunken stupidity out. There's a lot of uh, me telling tangents that go nowhere. 
I cut all that out for your listening ears. And then, because it's the end of the night, everybody's leaving. I had a lot of guests of honor pop in, pop out. Edited all that out. And uh, I think what we have here is a pretty cool chat. Um, until the very end, the very end, it gets a little... Uh, I become a little bit more of the damn it Damien persona and it's like dude why don't you shut up but Jeff Jeff is playing along and again I think it's two guys getting along on a couch in a green room um, having a damn good time after a damn good show in Denver Colorado that's all I gotta say about that my roommate Kyle always gets on to me for apologizing and I, I'm trying very hard in this week's episode not to apologize for being a drunken fool and uh hopefully we came across okay on that because you know i'm not really sorry i offered to do it again another time and jeff was like no let's do it now and we got some really cool stuff some really different stuff than what i have uh had previously read and uh, knew of jeff so hopefully you will get something from this too uh hopefully we talk a lot about 16 year old little kids in the middle of nowhere as you'll hear in a minute it's not that way friends it's not that way it's not that uh stupid of a podcast well maybe it is and uh you know i think we got some cool stuff um real quick before we get to that interview i want to send a shout out to my sponsor ratio beer works ratio at 2920 larimer street here in the denver's rhino district uh just about a block and a half away from the larimer lounge here in denver um you can find the mighty 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 fine beers of uh ratio uh, popping up sporadically around town, but please check them out. Uh, my favorite beer at the moment is Repeater, named, of course, after the Fugazi album. They also have other uh, beers, punk rock-themed beers, like the Hold Steady, which is named after an obscure hot water m- music lyric. Domestica, named after Cursive. Um, geez, there's so many. New Wave, after Against Me, and uh, several, several, several other beers that are mighty fine, damn good, tasty beverages, and you can check them out at 2920 Larimer Street in Denver, Uh So let's go ahead and get into this interview with Jeff Rosenstock, or a chat, as I should get into the habit of saying. Let's get in this chat with Jeff Rosenstock backstage at the Marquee Theater, but first, we're going to play probably my favorite song of Jeff's new album, We Cool, out now inside One Dummy Records. Um... This is Hey Allison, and I talk about it way too much in the interview. So again, Hey Allison, We Cool, Jeff Rosensock, Side One Dummy Records. Check it out.
I, I'm pretty inebriated. I don't know about yourself. Apparently, no, this is your first beer. We're not very beer, but I have some weed floating in it, so. Um, so we're a little under the influence. Is that okay? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. To put that out there on the internet? So, oh, yeah. Tumblr. I mean, I'm like, I'm basically sober, so. Okay. This only makes you look terrible. Oh, I'm fucking awful. So, <laughs> um, there have been interviews. I interviewed Red City Radio once. I couldn't even speak to him. And I still put this it. Sounds like an awesome interview. And I still put it online. I was like, well, I don't need yeah. uh, <laughs> So, um, so I prepared super hardcore for those guys. Okay. I didn't prepare super hardcore for you because okay. I figured it would end up being something like this where it's just two dudes sit on a couch. You're wearing this awesome popsicle shirt that reminds <laughs> me of, um, uh, what's that awesome adult swim show I like? Uh, Rick and Morty. For whatever oh, reason, yeah, that reminds yeah, me of Rick okay, and Morty. Okay. And, um, and I figured it'd be just two dudes just drinking beers, talking about s- shit. That's, let's talk about shit. How's Literally. The, how's the Lost Podcast doing? The Lost Podcast is going good. We're, <laughs> me and Chris are, uh, we're trying to figure out how to do this with both of us touring at the same time. We yeah. both have Zoom recordings. I think on Sunday we're going to do our very first mobile episode. Or, yeah, no, that's cool. I should probably, I'm going to talk in that mic, right? No, it's, it's easy. Is it far? Zoom. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, it's going good. It's great. I love it. It's fun. I'm glad that we're in our second season. We started again and just, I like Chris a lot and it's an insane amount of episodes we have to cover. Yeah. That bullshit Lost Rewatch podcast is like ahead of us by like 50 episodes. Yeah, but you're the punk rock version. We're the good, we were the first version. That's all that yeah. matters. And you guys are doing it out of order. In my head, I'm not, we're not catering to punk rock people. We're catering to Lost fans in my head. <laughs> that is in no way what's happening. But I'm just like, yeah, I just like Lost. Cool. Maybe I'd like this. Dude, we're drinking beers. We're drinking beers. How old are you now? 32. I'm, I turned 34 on Monday. Oh, hey. Thirties yeah, are tight, right? Yeah, they're my, fine. My best totally years fine. of my entire life. Uh, my um, all my, my entire twenties, it was just like, this is a nightmare. Life life is fucked up. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna be able to do this. I'm gonna turn thirty. It's gonna be like, what the fuck did I fucking do? And then I and, turned thirty. It was like, oh, it's just all the stuff I was doing when I was twenties. I was doing something. I just didn't realize it, you know. Well, what's cool is, is I was interviewing bands at eighteen, thirty-four. Yeah. I left for a couple of years. I started managing grocery stores, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Got angry, pissed off, hated my life. I was miserable. And then one day I started listening to Mark Marin. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can do this again. Yeah. And then he's happy. And you listen to his <laughs> progress. Fucking Barack Obama, man. I, I know, he's and, doing fine. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like, it's like, if he can do it, if that fucking Nerdist guy can do it. Yeah. Maybe I can do it, and here I am, and I'm Podcasts sitting with you. Rad. Anybody can do them. Yeah, and the, it's the new zine, only way cheaper, and more people can hear it and see it and read it. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. I like zines. I like zines too. I'm I made not, zines. Um, what? I made zines. Okay. They're expensive. Yes. I would have said podcasts are the new zines, though. Come on. For There's me, like no zines. If you say that, imagine if one person heard that and was like I don't I'll stop making my zine literally 60% of zines would be done being shit you're right okay there's no zines okay 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 I remember when I was a kid I like that was it's so fucking crazy to me like I don't understand how anybody finds out about music now because I just found out about through zines so much through zines and like I don't like I just don't 
I just yeah. don't know what do people do. Dude, like, you, see, it seems like you have to already know what you like, and then you just find other shit that is just what you already like, and you know, and it's hard to find just like that fucked up weird thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, like, so there's a Denver music board that I'm a part of. It's kind of a secret thing. It's on Facebook. Yeah. Whatever. And they asked this question the other day, like, how do you find out about any music? It was a new band, a mm-hmm. young band. They're like. We're looking to hire a publicist to promote this record. And I'm like, you know how many publicist emails I delete a day? <laughs> and I'm not trying to, I'm not bragging. It's yeah. like, how do you get yourself above that so I can notice? Like, where did Beach Sling come from? Where did Pup come oh, from? Beach Sling came well, from Weston. Weston, of course, yeah. Which, and, like, people already knew about Weston. And, and Beach Sling are great. And Pup are great. And they have Jamie, who's the best. So it's about how do you generate that buzz on your own and then the PR person build upon that. And let, and I then, think you just have to be good. Pup is so fucking good live. So fucking good. That it's just like, whatever, you and know? Pop in the music industry. Yeah. You guys jumped out in front of everything like you did your own thing built your own path actually let me go back sure let me go back yeah we're talking about uh people getting out in front of things but um even more to the point are you from new york city i'm from i'm born in long island but i've lived in new york city since i was like 18 years old you're a person of the area yeah what did you want to be when you grew up uh when as a what 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 age it changes. Eight, eight years, eight years old. What do you want to be? Um, probably. I, th- that was probably in the middle of like my. I wanted to be a game show host for a, a while when I was a kid. Uh, I think every kid want every kid of like our generation probably want to be a game show host. I wanted to be Johnny Carson. I wanted to be Bob Barker. I wanted to be fucking yeah. Price is Right, man. Um, and then, God. but also I started like I. I honestly wanted to do what I'm doing right now, which is just kind of a crazy thing, which is just like, I wanted to make music and I wanted to like, I like the production stuff that I'm doing. That was totally something I wanted to do when I grew up and like, even from a young age, like just listening to like Bobby Brown and Madonna. Like I, I was like, when I was a kid, I would like, I would, like I had babysitters show me stuff or like older kids in the bus show me stuff. So like I was into you know, I had one babysitter showing me Bobby Brown and Madonna. I had one babysitter showing me Anthrax. I had, a, like, a, like an older friend showing me Death and Cannibal Corpse. I had, like, uh, kids on the bus playing, like, Public Enemy and KRS-One and stuff like that. And I just remember listening to all that stuff and just be like, wow, I want to do this. I want to do whatever this is, you know? Um, so, yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm lucky that at least currently uh, things are going my way. Not today, but, like... Every other day. Yeah, it, it, I was joking to Mike, like, oh, uh, Mike from Hard Girls. Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike from Hard Girls, and uh, just that, like, I'm being all pissy because I'm having one bad day in my life that is like my dream life right now. Yeah, it's right. Like whatever. Well, and and that's one thing I like about you and your journey, and um, I I don't. We, we met very briefly in New York City yeah. at a show you don't Again, remember. Fast friends, you know, uh, of course. Um, Cheers! To Cheers! That. I'm, I'm gonna hold you to that later. Yeah. You pretend like hold me as hard as no, you uh, want to anything. We stay in the night. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk about that after the podcast is uh, over. No. Um. Something comforting and sweets and for Collins. Why'd you ask me that? Because I want to come home with you. Never mind. We're you drive? If later. you drive, no, you no, do whatever. Of course I don't drive. <laughs> uh, ride a bike everywhere. Anyway, so when did you pick up a guitar and start playing? Can you remember that? Yeah. Um, 
I could cut. I mean, I I heard like the Los Lobos version of La Bamba because the movie had just come out, and I didn't see the movie, but the Los Lobos version of La Bamba was like all over the place. Um, and I just loved that song, and I like my dad had a guitar, and I just kind of like um, I don't know. I don't like. I just like picked. I was young. I was like five or something. It was something crazy. Where it's like. Oh, and I might be exaggerating, but this is like what I remember and what my parents tell me. So that's all the facts I have to go off of. But I just kind of like figured it out by ear, which like not like playing chords, but just right. like so it's just like oh, my parents are like oh, this is fucking crazy. Uh, we should we should get him a guitar. Wow, my da- I I was in love with La Bamba. <laughs> But no, no, you just said La Mamba. I was in love with the Beach Boy song. Okay. Um, Kokomo? Uh, Kokomo. Yeah. No, Kokomo. Same, same fucking era. era, man. Same era. That's why you I fucked was, up and said it. Did you like Under the Boardwalk too? Probably. I feel like that was, just, it was obviously an earlier song, but it felt like the same vibe. And I, I never learned how to play guitar, but my dad bought the music. He tried to show it to me. He goes, hey, your, your hands are too small for this guitar. When your hands get bigger, I'll teach you how to play this song. Yeah. And my hands are a very small, effeminate size for a six foot tall man, so I never really I have small hands, guitar. too. Yeah, well. Yeah. yeah you I bet your hands are bigger. Uh, about Pretty the much the same, same size. size, yeah. About the same time. But um, I listened to my first mistake I ever made in my life. I listened to my father, and he said, Your hands are too small. Oh, yeah. Fuck. You yeah. never listened to it. No. You learned La Bamba. Yeah. And I feel like that's at the. That set the course for everything you're doing in your life. Yeah, just playing La Bamba you, you over and over of, again every night. And that's <laughs> and and that like again, I don't know. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. Every, everything you do is kind of. Um, I, I wanted to make a joke earlier where it was like, you do this, you you, you do uh, your Jeff Rosenstock, you produce, you do this, you play this, you do this, you do this. The guy who wears many hats doesn't like his haircut. <laughs> do you like your haircut? Uh. I'm okay, trying well, to follow this metaphor here. I'm sorry. Let me get there on my own. I think you get, um, what? Just like I, I like staying busy. It, it's more of a joke, but you like staying busy and you like doing your own thing. Yeah. No. Definitely. Well, I think that the thing is, is that I kind of I've gotten in the spot right now where like between producing stuff and playing music and graphic design and having the record label. Um, and like whatever other like freelance just kind of like creative shit I did like I did a couple of lyric videos for Sad One Dummy um like I can get I could get by making very very little money if I have enough like figs that I'm making very little money at it ends up adding up to like oh this is almost what a person would make you know well um what brings you the most joy of all your projects um Oh, different things on different days. Yeah, different things on different days. Uh, I, I, I really, I really like it when a record turns out good, like the yeah. Dan Andriana record. Like all of them, all of them have actually turned out really good. And just like hearing the finished product, um, like six months later, once I'm like out of my fucking <laughs> head about it, and not like hearing all the mistakes, um, that's like that's probably like the thing that brings me the most. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, man, like. Yeah, you know, we made a thing. But um, we are we cool. It's probably my favorite record of the year. Thanks. I know it's still early. Thank Whatever. you. You know, I don't want to pay out too much. Today we're half the year. I, you've had a lot of records come out since uh, 
Yeah, I've deleted a lot of emails too, though, <laughs> uh, as we talked about earlier. But um, and, and and I have a boss named Allison. Every day at work, I'm like, "Hey, Allison," <laughs> and she's like, "What are you saying to me?" And I posted it to her. I emailed it to her, and she's like, "Oh, I like this song. This song's great. It's a good song about me." Ooh, ooh. I'm like, "Good sad song about you." Did, did you listen? Did you listen? Anyway, <laughs> but and and so it sticks in my head day after day after day. But so in my head, there's a 16 year old kid living in middle of nowhere, Kansas, listening to us talk at what uh, midnight in Denver, Colorado. Is it only midnight? Uh, it's just not even quite, but almost. Oh my god! And awesome. so and so these kids are listening to us being ridiculous right now and like they want to get up off the couch and they want to do something yeah but they're waiting for that person to give them permission so jeff fuck like, permission fuck permission and that's what <laughs> i like about everything that i see you do no but for real you know it's like i i don't know i i i feel like and i say this all the time but like a lot of the stuff that that i've done that's turned out to be stuff that um which is this is a weird thing to say, but I guess I just have to say like the stuff that I've done that has inspired people, as far as like uh, free digital distribution and shit like that. Uh, when I did that, everybody was telling me not to do it. Everybody like I had friends telling me that I I didn't take music seriously because I was doing that. And um, like my band, my old my first band broke up because I wanted to do that because they didn't want to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's just kind of like just don't. You know, I feel like as long as you're honest and like just try and be honest with yourself, however you're doing it, you're gonna make something that's decent. You know, yeah. even like listen to the fucking that first Shags record. People listen to the Shags still forty years later, and they could not play their instruments. I'm gonna go John or with Dan. John's gonna try. So oh, so you can say it. oh shit, you okay. got a, you got a little trade going. Do we on? need yeah. to cut this off and? Well, I gotta just head out. Dan's leaving right now. But um, Mike, from, Mike from Shinobu here. Oh, hello, hello Mike. I want to get a mini interview Sorry. with you That's about right. Shinobu. What's it? Want to have a mini interview with you about Shinobu? Oh yeah, we can do that. Right now? Wait. So he's bar. trying to leave. I have to go. Yeah. Dan, It'll only take like a twenty minutes. <laughs> okay. It's All only right. I'll see minutes. you guys in fifteen seconds. Mike, good to see you. Uh, you next too. time. Or Damien, sorry. Yeah, whatever. I was Dan's the one who's driving. I guess so. Um. So but good. yeah, it was good yeah. seeing you. Sorry the fucking hard girl show got fucked up. So at track three of the new Shinobu record, I noticed that the guitar tone is a little quirky. Can you elaborate <laughs> on that? Yes. I like I like Mike so much about the hard uh, Shinobu test press. I think it was like one to two. There's like 25 of them out there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm bragging. I'm humble bragging. <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about you like getting up with the couch and doing stuff. Yeah. Before Mike rudely interrupts. I'm just. Us. I mean, I'm just always a really anxious person. I can't, I can't relax. Like I I just literally what? can't what? relax. I wake so, up at six o'clock in the morning. What? For no fucking reason. Just think about like ah, oh, I gotta do sucks. this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Like, I've gone on, like Melatonin. two or three vacations. Mm. Um. And like even when I go on vacation, I'm like, when are we gonna get to the beach? Okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? I get that. Yeah. Um, I just got back from Thailand. Yeah. And uh, I was there for two weeks. It was a uh, pre-planned. Most of the trip was pre-planned. I just got there and I let my hands off the wheel, and just let the ride take me. Yeah, that sounds and awesome. I get back to the states and I'm, and people over there are like, I bet you're never angry. And I'm like, 
I get back here and I'm fucking pissed off at the <laughs> fucking day. Um, yeah. But still, so, so, again, there's a 16-year-old kid in Kansas listening to us drunkenly ramble before Mike rudely interrupted us. That's pretty polite. Yeah. And Politely interrupted. Well, I love Mike though. Mike, yeah, <laughs> I mean that in jest because he's a great dude. I know. And I'm I just kidding. I'm stuff. kidding around. I know, me too. But I just, I just want to throw praise on him. Right. I'll throw him praise on you too. How brilliant of you and Mike Park to bring him into this this fold with this Dan Andriano tour. Uh, I, he's on that record. He's like if Mike. I, if I could get Mike on any fucking record, I would do it. He's like he's he's the guitar okay. player of our generation i think that nobody knows but i know we know people are starting to know i think yeah um but still so there's a little kid he's reading tumblr right now and somebody is quoting us and it's like we're quoting you (laughs) okay you're a tumblr kid people love you on tumblr right ah i don't know people like i don't know i don't think i've had a lot of good tumblrs to be honest with you i don't know (laughs) i don't have a lot of good myspace blogs i'm too old for tumblr but, I tried uh, to transition from MySpace blogs to Tumblr, and it just didn't feel the same. But no, so so when you started making music on your own, that's a ballsy fucking decision. That's not something somebody just does, but yet it's something you just. What do you mean? Did. Like for we cool bomb for bomb for bomb period. Oh well, I for mean the stuff you do. Because like it, it did, it didn't seem that ballsy to me. Like it wasn't like. I didn't come out the gate, it, that is, which seems funny because it was called Bomb the Music Industry, but it was just like, I was just like bummed out and I recorded a song and I was like, you know, I think if people listen to ASOB, maybe they'd want to hear it, maybe they wouldn't. I just put it online for free for people to listen to, you know? Um, like it was, it was like, there was a lot of not getting, not getting off the couch in Bomb the Music Industry. That was kind of like our modus operandi or whatever for a while was just like no we still want to have jobs we still want to just like have normal shit so that we could just treat bomb the music industry like a fun thing you know so it never has to be a professional thing you know does that make sense it does but you still did the thing yeah and there are a lot of people that we probably both know that wouldn't even do the thing and um, that's the thing that that's the thing that really (laughs) I said thing like 18 times, I'm going to say two or three more, but it's that peace. It, it, there's something missing from us that we seek outward and we try to create. And uh, you went out there and you created Bomb, and Bomb like did this, it blew up. Excuse me, excuse me for using that great. fucking great. terrible great. metaphor, it but it, it felt organic. <laughs> and then now you're doing your own thing under your own name, and it all started because one day you just took that first step and said fuck it I'm gonna record the song yeah I guess so and there's a kid in middle of nowhere Kansas or Omaha or Texas or Colorado who is like ooh they got this idea for a song like how do they get up off the couch and make that thing happen I don't know I mean that's a like I don't know I'm me you know what I mean like like I, I didn't I don't I think I think I guess what I would say is like I wouldn't look at it like that like I I don't I don't look at it as like like I'm gonna make this happen like I literally just put that up because it was like whatever what else am I gonna do you know Uh, yeah so basically I don't I like I I feel like the mistake is looking at it as like I'm taking my first step to do a thing like to like I think once you get in, in 
you have the idea that anybody's got to give a fuck about what you're doing, that's when you start being conscious of people being aware of what you're doing. That's when you stop making things that are truthful. Um, mm. And I think that I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I literally, like, I just put it on a message board. And then, like, people were excited, so I was like, okay, and I just kept putting other things up. Like, it's strange now, um, it's, it's strange, and I'm trying to react positively to it, but, like, I don't really feel like there, like, I've ever been in a situation where there's ever been any expectation before. You know, Bomb kind of broke up after the, Bomb did break up after, like, the record that was, like, I think the record for us. Um, but the way people respond to We Cool has been really positive, which is awesome. But, like, it's kind of like, okay, now it's actually something I have to think about. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know? if, if it had been it's a different called, thing. If it had been called Bomb the Music Industry, We Cool, it would have a different connotation probably too, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, I like, that could have just, that could have been... That couldn't have been it, though, though, because it wouldn't have had Mike on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it right. Like, it wouldn't have had Kevin on it. Like, the two of them are, are a huge part of how that record sounds. So... A huge part of that, of how that record sounds. Yeah, and what was it like putting... And I know, like, whatever. We're talking about you, but still, we got to talk about this first. Yeah, sure. But what was it like putting Bomb to bed? I'm like, okay, little baby. You're like... Ugh. It feels better now. I mean, uh... It's sad. It's fucking sad. It's fucking sad, man. Like, I, uh, we had to do it. Like, Matt, our trombone player, moved to Australia. Yeah. And he's, he was irreplaceable, you know? Um, so, like, whatever we were going to do just wasn't going to work without and there are some that, that, that's just, that's yeah. just the truth of it. And, it was just and there are like, some bands you wish would do it. What do you mean? That would replace somebody and just keep No, going? no, no, no. Would, would put the idea that wouldn't, that would put it to bed because they don't have the person. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt was like the the energy of the band when we played live, you know, um, and I, I loved playing with him. But yeah, putting it to bed was just like it sucked. It wasn't fun. Like it was it was it was funny. Me and John and Matt, I think, all went and saw Wild Flag right afterwards for free. We watched like three songs. We were just like, life sucks. Let's go home. Uh, it was a bummer. Um, that tour after was really fun though we didn't really treat it like a big thing the last shows ended and were kind of a bummer but like you know um, you had to do it I broke down crying one night I was just kind of like I like we played the first of the last shows and I realized like oh fuck like why didn't we just try and work this out what did we do um, but you know, I'm 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 glad it happened. I think that everybody's better off now for it. You know. Yeah. I I definitely feel better off now for it. But it took it took some grieving period. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. like the whole this whole record is written during the grieving period. You know. <laughs> is this whole like, record about the grieving period? No, this this record. I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm trying to think through the songs. No, this record is just about like. It's not about the grieving period. It's about having come back to real life um, and realizing like what you had. Not real life. That's a fucking stupid thing to say because yeah. being a musician is just... It's weird, but it's still real life. Um, but like, it's about kind of coming coming back to what 95% what ninety five of people refer to as reality and uh, just kind of 
taking stock and realizing like I don't know all, all the connections that you've lost and just like that even if you didn't lose those connections how, how hard it is to how hard it is for everybody to keep those connections it just like you know it was kind of a culture shock and I think being in a band um, you're really lucky when you're in a band because you become friends with people all over the country and all over the world um, which is just like such a fucking crazy yeah, right. thing to say out loud like I'm friends with people from all over the world that's yeah, insane but, but um, it's, and, and it's but like you're humble bragging you, and then people uh, yeah I'm not, I'm not trying to humble brag well, just, I, I I'm, this is just straight up bragging like I life rules because I have friends everywhere it's fucking awesome um, but like we're the kind of friends that like we'll see each other once a year like once every two years or something like that and it's not a big deal but like when you're at home that that like becomes like this uh like just like vacuous fucking like pit that just like makes you feel terribly lonely all the time you know um so i think i think it was like coming back down to earth from that like having a job for a little bit was just like you know, just get like, oh, okay, cool. That's kind of what the record about. I'm not gonna write a record about my friends about the music industry. You'd be like, fuck you. Like, it's not like that. We're buddies, you know. Do you do you constantly have to keep moving? Um, I think so. I wish I didn't. I'd love to yeah. stop moving. Like, I, I did straight up. I got a graphic design job for six months, and like two weeks into that graphic design job, which was paying me really well, I was like okay this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna work this job so i have all this money saved up and then i'm gonna tour as much as possible so like anytime in a situation like that i'm like already planning my way yeah. out you know so you're a lifer in this this world you're in oh i don't know i sure i it you know this, this sounds like a shitty thing to say but i i think it'd be tight if like one day i just woke up it's just like no nah, you know what i feel the same like amount of energy in me towards like I don't know nonprofit work or like even or like carpentry or being a mechanic or like something else you know because um, it would be cool to like have a have more of a home you know it's kind of stressful to just like that's why today's bad with my van breaking down because it's my fucking home it's been my home for like yeah. fuck like 15 years uh, less than that like I don't know, like nine ten years but like yeah. you know if, if that goes away like that's that's the longest I've ever lived somewhere so, um, it, it, but at the same regret, uh, not regret. I don't know why I said that. At the same time, you're touring with Dan from Alkaline. Yeah, you're a part of his solo project. Yeah, this guy's been doing it for twenty years. Yeah, Dan's like, awesome, you, and he's great. I talked to him earlier. Love him. He's he's one of my heroes. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm about this. <laughs> you're doing a great job. I don't have to do anything about it. this. Is oh, great. One of these. So. so are you giving me a pre-roll? No. 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 These, this is your sativa. This is your indica. Thanks. These Let's are my guys. You guys want me to edit that part out later because I know. No, keep it in. Um, Neither of us are going to get jobs right. at this point. Yeah, right. We're, right. We're lifers at the end. We're in front of. I mean, we're like lifers. Whether or not it's my choice, it's just like. But you can't go into somewhere like, and be like, "Oh, what's with this like ten-year gap in your resume where you just wrote like <laughs> tour manage?" Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a business owner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I tour. entrepreneur. I tour managed too, but no. So when you're you're touring with Dan and you're in this backing band, and you're watching him. Mm -hmm. and he's been at this for a long time. And he's got, he's got a huge following, and uh, this guy's got a huge following. Like, young kids, and yeah. Really like that guy. I know, I know what it was. I felt the moisture was still there, Evan. Um, but no, does that? 
how does that factor into things when you're like, Dan's been doing this 20 years. I've got another 10 years doing this. I don't this, look so. at it like that. I mean, cool. like I, the thing that I, I'm lucky, uh, I think about my friends in the band cool. a lot. I want to make sure that they're okay. I'm more concerned about that than I'm concerned about myself. I'm more concerned about my wife than I'm concerned about myself. Um, I'm fine. Like I, uh, I'll, if I, I, I could get a graphic, if I want to just stop and get a graphic design job, like I would be perfectly, totally, completely, perfectly happy. Um, just writing records at home and like, that's not true. I'm, I'm lying. But like, you know, part, like I think I'd be somewhat happy writing records at home doing a thing for like a real job and then like maybe like going out on weekends and playing shows you know well, I mean, the, um, like I'm never going to stop writing so like I'm a lifer in that way but like I don't look at this as something that like I'm forced to do because it's my career like um, and talking about other people definitely not Dan but talking about well, other right. people who I know who have been lifers sometimes like you get to this thing where it's just like well this is just this thing I do and I never 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 fucking ever want to do this because and, it's like my, because it's my job. That's why I think yeah. with Bomb, I was always so afraid about like trying to make it a career because it's like, I don't want this to be my career. I want this to be just like pure passion and pure truth and pure energy. Because like when I was a kid, that, that, that was the shit that meant a lot to me. And those yeah. bands broke up in like two years, but like, you know. Yeah. It, it, and it comes across on the stage. I don't want to sound like Thanks. I'm pandering, but like. Pander I, away. I, I missed Bomb. I missed it by like a day. I missed the last tour. I got back from Riot Fest, Chicago. It, I missed it by a day. I missed. This is my first time seeing you play, and it's like you've got the energy, you got that out there. You're having a bad day, and you put it all out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're fucking yeah. throw. You're flinging yourself around. You're throwing yourself around, and I thought it was okay. Jeez. It was great. I had so much fun, um, and it was everything it needed to be. And uh, yeah, and you're still doing it, and you. St- when you look back on the little kid that recorded that thing that you put on that message board, I know you had no idea. No. But what what would you tell that kid now? Would you I wouldn't tell, t- tell him anything because I don't want yeah. anything to change, you know? Yeah. Um, also, I don't. I feel like I feel like I've learned a handful of things. I've learned how to communicate with people. Uh, I've had to because, yeah. uh, I, like with ASOB, I, I just didn't. My, my first band I wasn't the person who booked the shows and I wasn't the person who settled at the end of the night just kind of sat by merch and like gave away shirts and was just like ah fuck you ha <laughs> um, but like with my music history I, I, learned, I had to learn how to communicate with people so yeah. you know maybe just if I was having a down day I'd just be like no it's fine like this is good that you're learning shit but also at the same time I worry that I, I you know you you lose that energy that you have um, that specific kind of energy not that you lose energy in total but like that specific kind of energy when you're a young kid where you're like you really don't know better like you don't know fucking you don't you don't know how to make it sound good yet and I think that's how you can stumble across interesting things yeah. um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't give him any I wouldn't give little me any advice <laughs> you know cause at, like whatever I would tell him just skip skip him ahead to fucking knowing a little too much about something and not experimenting enough to try and find to try and chase that like weird thing you know and what you're doing is still interesting how do you keep in touch with that that antenna I keep I keep taking on things I'm I'm uh 
underqualified to do. That's kind of how I do it. <laughs> I like, uh, that. like uh like like we cool for example, we recorded live to tape. I'd never done anything like that before. We recorded in a room with no headphones on, me, Mike, John and Kevin. Um and like I was just planning on doing it like how every band does a record, which is that like you know, you do your drums with the scratch guitar and then you do your maybe drums and bass together and then you do your guitars and then you do this and then you do that. Um and uh Jack Shirley, who, who recorded it originally, suggested that we do it live to tape. I was like, ah, I can't do that. There's too much stuff on it. Um, and then, like, we practiced for five days in San Jose, and we were just, like, you know, jamming on it together. And we were like, yeah, let's try it. And I think just, like, that, yeah, that excitement of just, like, yeah. all right, I'm doing something that, like, if I fuck it up, like, that's bad, you know? Um, I think that helps you find new things, like... I produced the fucking Dan Andriano yeah. record. Like, I grew up listening to well, Alkaline Trio. And, like, that is not... Yeah, this mystery record. Like, and Angie, like you've done some every, amazing the, stuff. The, those, those records, both those records were insane. Like, the mystery record, I went out to Australia, and I was in, like, like a studio that's more expensive than by double than anywhere I've ever been. It's where they did, like, the Living End records and the Cat Power records. Did fucking Nick Cave records there. The Avalanches... We're in the B room while we were there, and I'm there like calling the shots. Like, talk about being underqualified for something. Um, but I think that just that gives me like the if I can't like do it with um, any kind of knowledge or skill or talent, at least I like have this energy uh, that that like I bring this like because I'm uncomfortable and I'm just like I'm trying to like you know I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just like. You know what I can do? I can fucking make sure everybody's, like, stoked. You know, that's the only thing I can do. And I think that that's how I try and keep stuff... Uh, not how I, that, That's just why... That's I, I think that's why that, that, that new record turned out good. And, and I'm hoping the next one's going to be good, too. And I try to not make it an intentional thing to be, like, I'm going to be experimental in this way on this one. The, you know? the We Cool record? or which we, record? I think, we, I think yeah, We Cool, cool turned out good, yeah. We talked about a lot of records right yeah, there. That, I think all of those turned out good. Um, and the Dan one is just like that's intimidating. Like I'm playing bass on the bass player of Alkaline Trio's record. Like give me a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and again, this all started because one day you recorded a record or a song in yeah. your like room. Yeah. And here you are, and there's a kid like with this idea who never does it. I know. I, so, I know. I keep telling you the same thing. Just tell that kid not to think about it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like it, it'll just it'll work if it's gonna work. I it, think, and, you know? and I'm trying to. Try and it to didn't work this. for so long, but I just right. couldn't fucking stop doing it. You right. know. And, and and again, like, I I wish I had something like this to listen to, as a kid going like, yeah, just go fucking do it. But then again, the thing well, I I had. Well, we was, did. We had Fugazi. We had and, No Effects. We and, had fucking and, Minor Threat. We had Seven Seconds. And you know. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I was interviewing bands. And if you had told me at 34, I'd still be doing it. Yeah. That's the point. But I'd love it. <laughs> and I love every second of it. And um, and sometimes you connect with somebody and you get some great stories. Sometimes, I, mostly harmless. Sometimes good. Sometimes bad. Yeah. Always harmless. Mostly harmless. <laughs> but um, We Cool's out now. You got, what, three? We've been talking for 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. I want to do this again. Yeah. Can we do this again? Yeah, sure. Can we hang out of course. And chat? Of course. I just like Anytime. this is the first time we like really met and hung yeah. out other yeah. than the one time that we did. Yeah. And now you know over. some per- now we know some personal shit about each other. Yeah. And uh I I really want to like 
I, I was talking to Dan earlier. I'm like, Joey Cape told me that you can't make friends after 30. But That's I think, bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I think it's Joey Cape can't make friends after 30. I'm not talking shit. Me and Dan Andriano are friends, and we're both past right? 30. And I, I'd like to think that hopefully after this, like next, me and Mike, no me and Mike, uh, Mike H from Hard Girls, whatever the fuck his last name is, Perug. You know, it's a good friend. You know, can't do his last name. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best of friends. Uh, it's like, I think, uh, or Evan. Every time I run into Evan, he's like, "Hey, Damien, what's going on?" I'm like, "Oh, you're Evan, shit." But it, but um. But I keep meeting people, and I'm like, we connect, and that's the idea behind this whole little silly thing with me holding this microphone in my hand is connecting and talking. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully somebody out there in the middle of nowhere connects and like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get out of my off my couch and do something because I wish I had had that at 16 years old. Someone to go on the get yeah, a, but I but mean I now, now you're still interviewing bands, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. like doing it. Love it. I Why do you need somebody to tell you to get off your house and do it? You did it anyway. Well, now you know. Now, now my job is telling other people to go off the couch. What do you do? This. Oh. I work at Whole Foods. My day job is Whole Foods. Oh, okay, okay. I'm a. I'm a You're saying currently telling people to get off their couch. Yeah. They'll get off their couch when they're ready. Every once in a while. You're fucking lazy losers. Every once Your once whole like audience. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. <laughs> but uh, can we? Uh, I had a thought, and then I got wrapped up in my own Sorry. bullshit. No, I got wrapped up in my own bullshit. But this has been fun. Um, your record is one of my favorites of the year. Thanks, Damien. Thank you. Um, what's your favorite record of the year? Right now, uh, Shinobu Ten Thermidor is, is definitely up there. It's kind of cheating because I put it out. Um, <laughs> you put that out? Uh, I put it out with Aaron from Lauren Records. Oh, what uh, the test pressing for that? Do you buy one the, from Aaron? One of the many. Uh, I'm worse at mail order than him, I think. Uh, um, hey, I really up? love the new Hoblong record. Really love, love the new Slater Kenny record. That Father John Misty record is fucking insane. Um, that's some stuff I've been listening to. That Always record from last year is still the best record of this year. It's the best. I, I, I got in trouble because I said uh, the Smith Street Band was the best record of this year. And somebody goes, it came out last year. Yeah. Like, Fuck, but it's so good. It's good. It came out in November. So and I'd forgotten tricky. that you had a part to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do it? Wrote all the songs, played all the <laughs> instruments. No. Slapped their name on it, Australian Gold. But so often at work, my boss, Allison, comes in. And I'm like, hey, Allison. You just got to corner like one name, you know? Yeah. Like, well, you got if it. everybody well, named Allison likes a song because their name is in it. Was that like a hundred thousand people? That's a pretty big audience. Elvis Costello already had that market corner. I know, but it's a new one. Yeah. Um, and and by the way, like I almost forgot, there's a documentary about your band. Yeah, that's like weird. the uh, doc, um, the newest trailer Kickstarter thing came yeah. out today. Yeah, the premiere is happening soon. Yeah. Um, Imagine that somebody being like, so, "I've someone, made all my shots in that yeah, basketball." By the way. He, uh, this is like the first Jeff good is, thing. Is is it midnight? Is it past midnight? Is my luck turned? Yeah. It's like oh, <laughs> holy that shit. day. It's actually uh, twelve twenty-five. That day. Uh, it's tomorrow. But um, somebody made a movie about you. Yeah. You're saying like all the things that like in my head. I'm just like I'm a fucking fraud. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Dude, like, believe me. But you know what I mean. Like there's a movie about me. That's insane. All I could do is just. Try and be as nice to the people who 
made the movie and try to be nice to the people who are excited about the movie and try and not show so much that I'm just like, well, this makes no fucking sense. What is happening? How often do you just sit in the shower and cry? <laughs> the tub is like dirty, so not a lot of sitting and crying. Standing and crying, yeah. I don't cry. I don't cry a lot these days. I think I'm all cried out. I get super sad still, but I don't cry that much. You write it out. Maybe, yeah. Your ice cream sandwich, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, Diglo. Shirt up, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dude, cried, cried. cried about the violent music industry thing breaking up. That's the first thing I cried about in like 10 but years. So many people are going to be mad we didn't really talk about that. But I think we talked about a lot of other cool stuff. Yeah. Is there anything, Jeff, that like... What's your favorite last episode so far? For those who haven't listened to the... Because uh, I haven't, and I'm a piece oh, of shit. There is a really I'm a good podcast one. Hey, all the Jin and Sun ones are really good. Oh, Jin's backstory is killer. Who would have thought yeah. those would have... I agree. And yeah. I've only watched it once. Everyone else's backstory is... Like, theirs are always like, kind of like separate like little mini-movies in an episode. You know? Especially because they're subtitled. Yeah. And, uh, like, you're all like, Oh, Jack. Oh, Kate. Yeah. Oh, oh. And then it gets down to it. It's like, fuck Jack and Kate. Yeah. Jen and Son were the heroes of that show. Yeah. And uh, Charlie. Charlie, yeah. Not Penny's Boat. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Have you rewatched that episode yet? Uh, yeah, that was, a, I think, the first one we watched. Shit. And we were like... If that was a real podcast. We were right like, now. this is fine. <laughs> it didn't hold up well out of context later on. Yeah. I think about that all the time. All right, Jeff, I'll, I'll stop okay. rambling on with you. Cool. But again, let's That's do fine. this next time we're in town. Yeah. Earlier in the evening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. This is good. Nice talking to you, Damien. Cool. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, buddies. Jeff, thank you so much for hanging out and making this happen. Um, thank you for being a good sport. I know I slurred way too many words. Actually, listen to that. I don't, I don't sound as bad as I expected, and especially for as drunk as I was. And uh, somehow I managed to ride my bicycle home and did not fall once. And we'll leave it at that. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for uh, helping me make this happen. And a super huge special thanks to Jamie over at Side One Dummy Records for um, being one of the best publicists in the industry, being in my corner and helping me make cool things happen. You're a real peach. And I, I wish I... I, w I wish I could be in a band that one day worked with you, but I'm not in a band because I just like to know how that side of things are because this side of the art coin is such a wonderful experience. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Hopefully that wasn't too painful an experience for you, especially at the end, man. Some of that stuff at the end I wanted to cut, but I couldn't figure out how to cut myself out and still keep all of Jeff's golden words in because everything that man says is just golden. I uh, got to hang out with Evan from Into It Over and Pet Symmetry. Good hangs with you that weekend. Good hangs with everybody that night. And, uh, buddies, I, let's go ahead and end the show. I think I already talked enough for everybody. Check out RatioBeerWorks.com at 29th, 20th Larimer Street in Denver. Best damn brewery in Denver. Punk rock beers like Domestica, Repeater, Antidote, Hold Steady. Those are the ones I only drink, so those are the only ones I can remember. Uh, New Wave is really good, too. Uh, check them out. Tell them, damn it, Damien, from Mostly Harmless Podcast sent you. And let's go ahead and end this uh, end this, this this episode, this rambling madness of nonsense, with uh, my other favorite song off We Cool by Jeff Rosenstock, out now inside One Dummy Records. Uh, it's the track Nausea. Uh, this is a song I was singing to myself all day at work because I fucking hate my job some days. And today was one of those. 
and actually, I sing a lot of these songs at work. It's the best record of the year, as far as I'm concerned. You might please tell me uh, what records you're listening to so I can uh, find some other cool stuff. All right, buddies. Um, visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Tune in all the other major podcasting things. Uh, write me some hate mail at MostlyHarmlessPod at gmail.com. And uh, again, this is Nausea by Jeff Rosenstock off the We Cool record. Out now, Side One Dummy Records. You take care now. We'll see you in the funny pages. Yeah.